Hello, everybody, and welcome to the July State of the Pod. It's been a little while since I've done one of these, so it was about that time, which, you know, brings me here. Um, I had asked for a few questions or topics that people might want to know about in regards to the show on the Discord, which there's a, a link in the description if you guys want to come and hang out. And here I am to answer some of their questions. Um, so I guess let me just get into it real quick. Um, Keeper, one of our, uh, one of our members over there asked short, medium and long-term goals. Um, well, the short-term goal is to, to wrap up Cthulhu because as you guys will see in approximately a month and a half or so, there was some crazy shit that happened and, uh, there's an episode coming up that I wasn't in the recording for because Bruno was doing something else. This all makes sense when you guys get to it. Um, and everybody else was like, okay, that all just happened. And if the dice had gone a different way in one of a few different situations, um, various aspects of that show of Cthulhu would have come to a, kind of a screeching halt really quickly um which is super interesting because sometimes you don't gms can never anticipate the actions of the players and sometimes stuff will go completely sideways and crazy but uh we're not out of the woods yet let's put it that way because there's still uh, several different things that can go uh they can go off the rails that I look forward to talking about in the uh, Cthulhu wrap-up episode that will come whenever Cthulhu wraps up. Uh, as for, like, medium-term goals as far as this, the show, uh, I would really like to, to grow the listener base. Uh, I feel like we... Um, I guess, what's the word? I feel like we lost some of the audience from when we switched from Shadowrun to Cthulhu. I feel like Cthulhu is maybe a little bit more of a uh, a less listened to thing, and I'm sure Shadowrun got a bunch of hype from things like Gen Con and Sixth Edition coming out, and uh, a lot of us were—I shouldn't say it like that. Uh, I was very involved in the, the Shadowrun community, and there were more places that we could easily. Um, throw some proverbial weight around, but uh, switching over to Cthulhu, I know some people just aren't as interested in that whole Lovecraftian horror 1920s aesthetic as they were with where we started, and that makes complete sense. You know, we don't... Um, not everybody likes everything, so... Uh, Part of also the reason for some of that slippage is my lack of advertisements. I don't go around on different subreddits or discords or Twitter or any of that stuff and just kind of shove the show in people's faces because when I'm on those places and I see other people be like, hey, listen to this, listen to that, it's it just feels like um, – what's the word I want? I just – I just can't get interested or into it. Um, 
there's a couple of discords I'm on where one of them has a channel for like actual plays and, uh, I see people in there. It's like, Hey, here's my not genre relevant to the discord channel actual play that you guys should totally listen to, uh, to use us for an example would be like, uh, going into a shadow run discord and be like, Hey, listen to our Cthulhu stuff. I just feel, I, makes me feel weird and I know that's a personal hang up of mine, but sometime somewhere I really should get off my butt and actually do some kind of social promoting of the show because that's going to be, uh, fairly key to keeping it going. Um, I do anticipate when we switch over to vampire to get a surge in downloads and activity and all of those things. But that has only a little bit to do with us and our actual show. You know, the, the world of darkness is getting a bunch of different announcements and activity and other associated media happening. Uh, there's the Bloodlines 2 game is coming out. There was a werewolf game that was announced. I believe they announced... Um, there was a werewolf 5th edition that they announced. There was I one of the other ones, and I want to say it was Major Wraith. I don't... I don't remember, because I only saw it tangentially, um, that they have done. There are more vampire actual plays I see cropping up. Um, they have a weekly Twitch show with, I want to say it's her title is like the community outreach director or something along those lines where they talk about stuff every week. So that's a lot of traction there. LA by night finished their fourth season. And I presume once the world gets back to something a little bit more sane, we'll be having a fifth season. Um, there seems to be a lot of stuff going on that to me seems like it kind of came out of almost nowhere. Like Vampire Fifth Edition came out and then um a few months later I heard something about a something unsavory in one of their books that kind of slipped in and then they went ahead and uh re-edited the book and removed that stuff and then all of a sudden it feels like there's a lot of World of Darkness things going on and I am excited to to join in and jump on with that. Um, so I guess that falls under like medium to long-term goals. Um, I would love to grow the Patreon a little bit more. I had a little bit of fun. I didn't have a little bit of fun. I had a lot of fun making up the the Shadowrun dice we set out for people that were at the, the 15 tier. I have a few ideas for the next one. Um, need to talk with the people who do support us at that level and see what they're interested in, what they think is a cool thing before I go ahead and uh, start sourcing things like art and materials and all of that stuff. Um, Keeper also asks for cat pics, and I will be happy to send anybody on the Discord that wants cat pics a giant folder of my cat pictures, because my cats are super cute. Uh, Kyle asks, 
what state or province does everyone live in and how does that affect their knowledge of geography use of the game? I don't 100% know. Um, I live about an hour outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, we've never used Philly in any of the games so far, except for like that one 1920s bit in the very beginning of Cthulhu, which I know nothing about. Uh, Super Cookie lives 10 minutes from me, so she's right in the same area. Uh, Jupiter lives in Indianapolis, so she lives right over by Gen Con. Um, Tom lives up in the Great White North of Canada. Uh, Oz lives in the Middle South? Something like that? I don't I'm real bad with things. So I don't know how much that adds on to, to people's uh, character expressions, I guess is the word. Cotton lives in Mississippi, as if you couldn't tell, and used that to his advantage to be a, a southerner in his Shadowrun character. Call also asks, how many people have downloaded episodes of the pod? This is a very dense question because, well, there's a lot of different statistics and a lot of different ways that I can answer this question. So maybe I'll have to talk to him specifically about things. Um, but looking at our, just our general overview, and this is cheating a little bit, like yesterday's downloads were 71. Well, yesterday was Thursday as our usual download. So surprised that that gets a, what's, what will turn out to be some of our high points as far as the number of downloads. Uh, we've had 313 in the last seven days, 1,080 in the last 30 days, and 57,000 all time. Now this is, uh, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different things, because this includes some of the the state of the pod type stuff, some of the uh, other announcement type things. They count as downloads. Uh, I don't think there is a way to count out of character and the Cthulhu separately without going in and checking the individual days and stuff like that. Um, so we seem to be averaging about like. A hundred per, uh, per week, I guess, something along those lines. Cause I can look down here at my, uh, where would it go? My daily listeners. And on some days it'll be like, you know, here's 74 people. And then the next day will be 60 something. And then it drops off a lot for the next days. Cause obviously on your release day, the day after, maybe the day after that are going to be your big days for people listening. Cause it's the new thing. So, um, over the rest of the week, everything else just kind of fades out and then spike back up and then fade back out. Um, I have no official idea on how to, to really parse a lot of these stats because it's a lot. Uh, I will though look at where my audience comes from is a little tab they have here. Uh, and apparently in Norway, Russia, Poland, France, Argentina, uh, there's up to like 10 people that live in those areas that are downloading things. Argentina, Mexico, Germany, Denmark, Czech Republic has 
27. It's like, it's, it's interesting to see how they break this information up. Granted, some of those could be people using VPNs because, you know, security is a thing, but it's still an interesting bit of statistics to look at. Um, let me look. He also asked, will we get a Lancer one shot? I, I don't think so. Um, it is something that we might do sometime in the future. We'll see what happens. Uh, Lancer is a really cool game and I like a lot of the aspects of it. However, the, the business end, the giant robot fighting parts are very battlefield, tactical, grid based things. So, not something that really translates well into a purely auditory medium, which is part of the reason why it dropped off of, dropped much lower on our what's next game to play list. Um, that being said, I could see sometime in the future doing like a stream with actual maps and stuff set up. Uh, that'd be a lot of work and would have to be for something special. So, I wouldn't count on it, but Lancer is really cool, and they have um, they did something that's awesome that I really look forward to more people doing, and that is you can buy the full rulebook, right? And that it comes with everything, but you can get basically the player's side of the rulebook for free. This loses out on like the GMing section, the NPCs, um, I think some of the history and lore, everything that a player doesn't really need, it just kind of cuts away and, and takes off. <clears throat> and then you can download that player side for free so that you don't have the situation where you're sitting around the table and you have one player's handbook to go amongst five people and you're passing it around trying to look up different things. Everybody can just go and get the book and have their own PDF copies, which is awesome. Um, it also makes the game way more accessible because you don't have to worry about like, oh, do I want to spend 50, 60 bucks to buy this book to look into it and be like, eh, I don't really like it. They also have an online compendium with CompCon, which is also a character builder, so you can look up mechs, systems, equipment, just everything. Um, it's super super awesome in the way that they are supporting it in that fashion. And I really hope that a lot more games do that going forward. Jupiter asks, uh, are you happy with the choice to go to different systems? What makes you the most excited about vampire? Uh, I am. I like the idea of having a show that moves around between systems because they're, is a, there is a point where you hit that a system will start to get stale and then it just really becomes like, all right, how much longer are you dragging things on? Um, I'm going to throw shade a little bit at critical role because their first campaign was some kind of, um, I'm actually going to look it up now. Campaign. That that's just to do it. So, 
campaign one, a critical role was 115 episodes and let's just say on average they're four hours a piece. That's 460 hours of content. That's a lot of content and it's all playing D and D now. Sure, that's cool and all, but then they went on and launched Campaign 2, which is now at 103 episodes. So now you've got like a thousand hours of D&D 5th edition content. Sure, it's half with one set of characters, half with another, but um, now they're starting to get a lot of callbacks to the first campaign. And now... I haven't watched the first campaign. I am one episode behind on the second campaign, but it's like, eh. I know I might catch some heat for that, but whatever. Um, I've watched their Call of Cthulhu one shot that they ran with, uh, where Taliesin was running it, and they ran a Monster Hearts one that I watched. Uh, on Deadwood was awesome that they did. And it's just, I feel like sticking to D&D is limiting their creative capabilities, where if they switched over to doing a more long-form game of, let's say, Call of Cthulhu or Monster Hearts cause those, or uh, Deadlands, since those are the three that they've done recently, it could be, it could be so much more than what just D&D is. And not to say that D&D is not a good game, but... I've already watched 800 hours of D and D. Give me, give me something more than just these four hours of uh, Cthulhu or these 10 hours of Deadlands. Because Undeadwood specifically, they did a lot of really cool stuff. Everybody was in costume, and there were uh, dramatic cuts because it was like a pre-taped thing that they kind of edited around. Um, they had this thing with the bartender that they could spend bennies to go and talk to them and get like. Uh, get like story hints and stuff so like if they did more I would be happy to watch much more on Deadwood they could easily there are a lot of aspects to their characters that didn't get brought up that they could easily expand into like a full campaign of that I would be stoked to check out um but, you know, they did raise $10 million for an animated series Kickstarter, so clearly they're doing something right somewhere. Uh, what makes me the most excited about Vampire? Uh, it's going to sound corny, but the players. Note the future self. Always check your headset to make sure that it is charged up so that you can not have it drop out in the middle of your recording a thing. Um, so just to start over, what makes you the most excited about Vampire? And to take the corny and perhaps easy way out is the players. Um, we have already recorded like 10 or 12 episodes of Vampire by this point. And... Right from the first session, they did things that I wasn't really expecting them to do. And it has put us in a very different but interesting situation than I thought we would be in. And we just had a, not like a meeting meeting, but just like talked about a few things as we get ready to 
specifically started talking off about Cthulhu and where things currently are, but then transitioned over to talking about vampire and where things are going. And, um, it was, it was interesting and different to be able to be like, all right, you know, where do you guys see X, Y, and Z? Uh, those are things that are going on. Um, there are a few people that have listened to the prologue so far that we have recorded because they're involved in the, the faction game that I really need to do more with, but we record like every other week and there isn't always something going on that is worthy of, uh, drawing their attention. So it's like, you know, once a month they might get some kind of, Hey, can I ask you guys a, what your, uh, what your faction dude or would do? And, uh, hopefully when we switch over to just recording vampire, uh, that will kick up a little bit more, but, uh, the tone and characters involved in vampire are a lot different. I was not expecting Chuck slash Finn to then come up with the idea of framing somebody else for a thing that happened to then set himself up to take a position of power and it's like okay Tom this is cool this is different than uh your other two characters I'm really excited to see where this goes um I guess I could give a little bit more information about vampire later on let me make a note to myself uh Odd asks, did Gen Con getting canceled mess up anything with the podcast? Yes and no. Um, not insofar as production, recording, that kind of thing. However, we were planning on doing another meet and greet where everybody could hang out at Gen Con. We were planning on doing some more stuff to give away at Gen Con. We were planning on doing... um other little things, another Gen Con episode like we did last year. Um, it would have been cool to meet people that we didn't get to meet last year. Uh, it was going to be way different because uh, there's a Kickstarter that I'm involved in that I'll talk about later. Making notes for myself. Um, that would have been launched and in process, so that would have been cool. Uh, there's just a lot of a lot of things that we were talking about, but then Giant Con being canceled, it's like, well, shit. Um, that being said, I would like to continue to do cool stuff at Gen Con when Gen Con starts back up again, because um, it would be it was a lot of fun when we did the meet and greet, got to meet a lot of cool people, got to put faces to names that I wouldn't normally have otherwise had the opportunity to do and been an opportunity to, to promote it. Cause last year I rolled in there with something like 200 dice and buttons and business cards and stuff to hand out to people. And I'm sure that statistically, right? Somebody that had never heard of the show at least went and checked it out. Sure, they may not have stuck around. Maybe they did. Who knows? I don't know. 
and I don't think there's any way I can really track that. However, it was somewhere there are people who are going to be rolling through their dice boxes to play a game, and they're going to pull out this yellow and black D6 with our logo on it, and they're going to think about it. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, no. Because that's how we are as gamers, right? Like, we love dice. Just add them to the giant pile that we already have, and we don't need more. But yet, here we are, and we always buy them because they're pretty. Uh, I'd also ask, is there a standout popular episode? I am flicking through our uh our uh, our Podbean statistics stuff and uh our top ten most popular downloads episodes of all time are episodes one through eight. <laughs> um for Shadowrun, obviously. And uh episode one has fifth uh 1,521 downloads, and episode 2 has 969 downloads. And then it goes down a little bit from there. Um, I don't know if there's a better way to... (laughs) I could do last six months. We can see where that is. Terribly sorry for the silence that I'm about to truncate out of this, but uh, I have failed to operate uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have failed to operate Podbean to figure out what I would need to figure out in order to answer this question accurately. Um, so, I don't have a statistical answer there, but a uh, a personal answer, I guess, would be well, one of my favorites was the barbecue episode. Um, there is the episode coming up that I talked to about earlier that I wasn't there for the recording of that was uh, was fun, and I am looking forward to how that gets turned out in the editing. And uh, a lot of the vampire stuff so far has been really fun, and uh, we'll see how those things go. Odd also asks if we are thinking about any other shows like Out of Character. Well, um, last year we did the Fantasy Football League, which I really should talk to Jupiter about running again, because I just got an email that's saying, hey, your Fantasy Football League has been renewed. And I was like, oh, really? Um, I would love to do that again. That was fun. Let me ask her, and then I will make an announcement recording in case that that does happen. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that come back if, if football actually happens. Let me put it that way. Because right now a lot of things are kind of, kind of in flux. Uh, there is another project that is in the beginning stages. We'll, I don't want to say anything more on that because I don't know, uh, I don't know the detail. I know some details. I don't want to give out details in case details need to change. But there are thoughts and ideas for other um, other content to come out. Uh, Skies asks, any media that you've consumed recently that had a direct effect on how you went about these arcs? Um, not recently. Specifically for 
Bruno, I had a um I had watched Boardwalk Empire back in the day and at least the first three seasons of that. So that that's basically the extent of my uh 1920s prohibition era um knowledge and bad accents. Um I recently went and watched the uh, the Kindred, the Embraced show that was out forever ago, um, which was, if you can get by the terrible effects and stuff, because this, again, this show was low budget back in the day, so technology and stuff wasn't really up to snuff, and some of the acting was a little eh, but the underlying currents of, uh, what they had set up is the drama and the plot lines were actually pretty solid. Uh, that gave me some ideas in different areas. Um, I have consumed several other podcasts that are vampire related. Uh, so I open up my podcast app. Um, there is the 25 years of vampire, of the masquerade. They do book reviews. They have a actual play that's on there that has currently stopped recording because of Corona. Um, but as they talk about the different books, they talk about a lot of different things and it, it puts ideas in the head. Um, there is a lore by night podcast where he makes small episodes. He also has a YouTube channel and a discord that talks about the different specific lore of the clans, the bloodlines, the sex, all of that kind of thing. Uh, there is a path of night podcast, which uses V 20, but, uh, follows, follows a coterie that is going to some, some things. Um, there is a, my life as a vampire, which hasn't released in a little while. I mean, yeah, since May, um, that was a husband and a wife solo game that prior to, uh, the recorded little episodes, they, uh, the GM would put out like a, his thoughts and feelings on stuff and be like, Hey, this is the things I thought worked with the episode and like a campaign diary almost only before the episode. Um, and then LA by night, uh, I watched all of that and mostly enjoyed it. Uh, and then on YouTube, there is a roll for it channel, which has a, uh, it has one completed vampire campaign that was the same people that are doing the the next one. Um, it was uh, Silence of Shadows and Shadows of Silence or something like that. Uh, Sounds of Silence and Silence of Shadows, which were also very good. Um I would put higher than LA by night. So take that for what you will, but I have, uh, received inspiration from a lot of those different places. Sakar asks, we know about vampire. What else have you been considering? Well, I have this little list here. Uh, we were thinking about traveler edge of the empire force and destiny stars without numbers as uh like a space sci-fi game. This is actually where the game that Tom 
uh, the game of Traveler that Tom was running on the Discord came from because he wanted to try the system out before kind of committing to it. Um, and everybody knows, uh, everybody knows Star Wars. So the Edge of the Empire Force and Destiny stuff is like, you know, hey, this is, this is kind of cool. This is something that people would, um, would be familiar with. There's a fandom that exists. Uh, we considered Warhammer 40k. Uh, that didn't get a lot of traction. Uh, Star Trek. Sorry, trying to look through this thing as a, um, Star Trek was on there. You know, everybody knows Star Trek. And I think this was before Picard came out or even was maybe announced, but, um, we kicked around the idea of a superhero game or, well, we did the aliens one shot, but people were interested and there is a little bit of a talk about sometime in the future doing a aliens RPG, like many, many campaign, like Cthulhu started off with the idea of being like a mini series, but here we are at like episode 40 and there's another dozen or so in the, in the can as it were. Uh, I had ideas for this Savage Worlds time traveling game where you could pick people from a different Savage World settings and we mix them all together as like a where in time is Carmen San Diego kind of deal. So you could have like your cowboy, your space marine, your medieval knight, that kind of thing. Um, we of course kicked around D and D, but nobody was really sold on D and D cause like it's D and D. Uh, Lancer was on there. Which actually got a lot of interest, but I think this was before I actually played it and realized how important the combat tactical map was. Um, I actually don't see Vampire on this little list that we had, which means I probably didn't add it. Which is funny, because now here we are playing Vampire. And I think my, I think it was brought up when we sat down and had the conversation about it, but it was the, the ickiness with that uh, I think it was the Camarilla book where it was like, uh, they got a little bit of drama going on right now. Let's, let's hold off on this. And then that got resolved when we had our, uh, second little meeting to talk about this stuff when we decided on vampire. Um, Fallen Seraph asks, will we get a Blades and Dark one-shot with extra nickels being tossed? Sadly, we would have to do that in a face-to-face situation to have those nickels being thrown around, and we are not allowed to have face-to-face situations right now, so sorry! Uh, that's that's off the books. Um, and that's it for the, the questions for the moment. Um, I suppose next time I should do a little announcement thing and then try and get information that way. Um, but there are two things that I wanted to talk about in, a, in addition. Um, first of all, Opti launched his uh, Gangs of the Undercity Kickstarter, which has done very well. Uh, as I pull up the Kickstarter page. As I sit down the recorder, he is at 53,000 of his 12,000 goal. And I will put a link to this in the, um, in the description below. It is a tabletop skirmish game that is cyberpunk fantasy. Um, completely different than Shadowrun in setting. It might have some of the same tones, but with the, 
the cyberpunk fantasy stuff, but, um, it is a project that I have been involved in and am excited to see, see where it ends up. Cause at the moment we we're all kind of blown away about the support and stuff for it. Uh, That being said, uh, I think the next out of character episode is going to be an interview with Jupiter and Opti talking about the specific Kickstarter because we had, um, we had Damien and Odd on a while ago on an out of character about the, the startup to making your own game and stuff and, uh, like the preliminary things, I guess is what I would call it. And then we're going to have this episode with Opti where it's like, it's actually happening. He's got 22 days to go as of this recording. And it's like, whew. Uh, it was funded in like two hours and well, under two hours, like an hour and 15 hour and 20. Um, and I'm super excited to see where it, where it goes. There is plans for a follow up, like, tabletop RPG in the same setting and stuff. Uh, there are a bunch of models that all look really awesome. There are more things that I'm sure that I cannot talk about coming up. Um, it's cool. I'm looking forward to getting it on the shelf, even though uh, I live in a very rural area where there will be nobody else to play with. It's still going to be awesome to have a box of a commercial product that has my name on it on the shelf. You know what I mean? It's like, I made this. Well, I didn't make this. I contributed to making this. You know what I mean? Um, I look forward to the, the Opti interview thing, all of the stuff that he talks about and listening on that. Um, the other thing is, is a little bit of vampire info. So I have ideas. Um, we're going to do a little uh, intro to vampire like we did with Cthulhu. I am looking around for somebody to do that with. I have a small list of people, but I don't want to do it too far out from the actual first release of vampire. Um, as I mentioned, we're like t- 10, 12 episodes deep on prologue recording, which is which is all going to be up on the Patreon, but I don't want to release Patreon vampire stuff at the same time as I release Cthulhu vampire stuff. I don't want to get it too janked up and, uh, sorry, I want, don't want to get too janked up and confused. So when we switch over to vampire, I expect I will release like, three or four episodes of the vampire prologue like a day to to keep it going on the let me roll that back so I, my plan at the moment is when we get to the point where Cthulhu has wrapped up recording obviously there will still be releases coming up um, I'm going to start pacing out how many episodes I have of Cthulhu left to go through and then start putting out things for vampire on the Patreon um, I have an idea for where and what the first public recording is going to be. Haven't recorded that session yet, so we'll see what happens because things could go kind of crazy here. Um, but 
Um, shit. But that's the, that's the plan at the moment. Uh, so there will be the introduction to Vampire. I intend to do an episode where it is our city. Uh, we have chosen the city of Springfield, which is a city that doesn't exist. So I'll put out an episode that details a little bit of the important NPCs, like the prince, the sheriffs, some of the other barons, etc. Um, along with like a Google document and stuff that will be in that description so that – uh, you guys can have access to this. Uh, I know nothing about setting up a wiki, so if somebody does and wants to try and help out with that, let me know. Um, and then kind of like we did before, I want to release those two things, and then maybe the next day I want to put out like two episodes of Vampire and then go into the weekly releases. Um, obviously, that is all all to see what happens. Um, we have set up a uh, a split group for the prologue stuff. So three of the players in the prologue are vampires. One of them is a mortal, and they don't... Um, the three vampires don't know the mortal player. But the game itself as... Uh, what's the word? Yeah, I've been doing this for a hot minute right now. So pardon my brain mush. Um, but like the, the first release will be after that mortal player has been turned into a vampire has been embraced and then introduced to the three vampire players. And then we'll see where that takes them. Um, I had an idea on what it, what and where it would be. However, when, I sat down with my people and we talked about things a little bit. They pitched some other ideas and I'm like, man, that could be cool too. So we'll see where things go and how close to my original idea, uh, things will, things will come out as, um, I think that's all that I have today. Um, if you guys have other questions, please feel free to hit me up and I will add them to a small bank of questions for whatever comes next. Uh, I do intend to have a Cthulhu wrap-up session and a Cthulhu question and answer section, just like we did for Shadowrun. Um, but that is obviously a little bit of time off before we get to there. So with all of that stuff being said, I think I'm going to go and uh, get back to editing, because as you know, the the work must continue. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting the show. And... Thank you guys for telling other people about the show. I look forward to seeing where the rest of 2020 goes, and hopefully it goes better than what 2020 has been so far. Um, so thank you guys for your continued listening and support, and I will see you in the, the next one.